0: You're listening to Racing Nation with James O'Shea. Next up on Racing Nation, it is the Dynamic Form Ratings Review and Preview presented to you by Dynamic Form. Serious punting, serious form. It's Australia's most in-depth form guide powered by Dynamic Odds. Log on to dynamicform.com.au and learn what it's all about. Joining me on the show this week from Dynamic Form, Jack Smallhorn. How are you? Hey, James. Good, thanks. Good to be with you again. Yeah, great to be with you. Now, you're a diehard blues fan. Who's, they picked everyone in the halves or everyone's a chance? Have you, Freddie called you as well or what?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'm sort of, I'm a, I'm a tragic, uh, Chooks fan. So I'm, I'm not a big the South guys. But, um, I'd, I'd <laughs> have to, I'd have to tell with them in this, um, you know, on this occasion with Reynolds being the ex, um, our Sydney halfback and then Cody Walker's been in great form. So I'd probably lean that way. But uh, yeah, I think honestly, whoever they pick, we could be in a bit of flop and bubble either way. I hope <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. So it, it, it can go pear shape very quickly, can't it? We were, you know, we, we couldn't possibly have lost that game in game one with 10 minutes ago. We're going to be up 1 0, you know, and we're going to be flying, but usually
0: it changes quickly. <laughs> <laughs> it does, it does. But look, there's three games in a series and it's a, it's amazing what happens in these games. But yes, they'll pick the teams on Tuesday. So we'll see who's going to run around there for Origin 2 coming up on the 21st of June. Well, this time of year, of course, it's a great time of racing, particularly here in Queensland. So with uh, big group ones this weekend, of course, it's Gradbroke, it's JJ Atkins and a, a wonderful support card there as well. But before we have a look at the three big features of that day, let's go back to last week. Let's have a look. At our review, what have you found for us to follow?
1: Yeah, it was probably like the the quieter Saturday of the of the big three, um, you know, Carnival Saturdays up at Eagle Farm, but there were still some great performances up there and some really competitive racing. Um, the Magic Millions National Classic, we we're pretty keen on Foxy Frida here, and, and she got the job done. She just proved a, a touch too classy for them. Found a really good spot, um, three wide with a bit of cover, a bit worse than midfield and, and hook deep. and. She ran to the front at the 200, and I thought, oh, okay, she hasn't got away from them here, and there might be a bit of a bit of trouble. But when she saw that horse on the outside, she really just found and and went away to win quite nicely. She's run a 55 and a half, which is a couple of points below uh, her other three runs this time in, but it was still obviously enough to get the job done. I thought Kiku, the second horse, and Flaccophil were good in filling the placings, and and they ran about as well as they can, just not quite at the same level as the winner, Foxy Frida. um, if we were to follow one out of the race, I reckon there's a little hidden one here, uh, obviously besides the winner in, uh, Ocean Treaty from the O'Day and Hoisted Yard, she was caught three wide on a limb on the speed and, and toughed it out really well down the straight. to only be beaten a couple of lengths. So she's only second up there. And obviously she's, she can drop back in class, you know, next start, um, and, and run a really good race, in you know. her. um, she's, She's won seven races, so she's out of class six um company. But if she finds like an mm-hmm. open an open race, she can she can run really well, just dropping back in class at bit next start, I reckon. Uh the Morton Cup, I think this is the winner today, Prince of Boom, he was outstanding, just bounced straight to the front for Timmy Clark. Um and yeah, it was he was a little keen in the middle stages but when he came around the turn full of running and, and booted away at four or five lengths, um yeah, it was a it was a fairly easy watch. He was running a new peak of sixty three and a half. So in that recording that two and a and three quarter length win. So that's pretty good going. That's that's getting towards sort of group one level um sprinting there. So um yeah, it'd be interesting. He's he's still relatively lightly raced that horse. So i yeah, he's a horse that, that could um that could do something in the spring in you know, in some of the you know, not you know, the high court, not an Everest or anything like that, but but a Group 1 race of... Um, well, not the rest of the Group 1, it should be, but a, a Group mm. 1 that's sort of that second tier, you know? He, I think he, he's definitely a horse that can, can measure up. Um The other one, the second horse, uh, far too easy. Weaves to the field from Worcester Midfield. Ran home really well. He's come back in great order. and I think he's heading to the Ramorni at Grafton next month, so he, if he can hold his form this time in and continue the way he's going, I think he'll just about win that race, so one to watch there. Quantico, the favourite, was disappointing. He had every chance, a nice run midfield, one off the fence and was presented at the top of the straight, but just couldn't finish off anywhere near as well as he, as he can. Um, vets didn't find anything wrong with him after the race. On our figures, he's, he's like a a two length inferior horse second up, so maybe he's just a mad fresh horse that needs to be kept, you know, have, you know, six to eight weeks between runs and, and just, um, yeah, he's just a fresh, um, proposition there, so. That's the only sort of excuse I could find for him. He was, he was only three weeks between runs, I think, or four weeks between runs. So maybe, um, yeah, going forward, we just, we concentrate on him when he's nice and fresh. But, um, yeah, he, he just didn't quite show his best that day. But Prince of Boom, as I said, outstanding. And I'm really interested to see, you know, what he can, he can get to in the spring and and then the autumn next year because he's relatively lightly raced and still has a, a lot of upside to come. The Queensland Oaks, we lost a little bit here with Fireburn coming out uh, Thursday morning when the Vets found it a bit lame, uh, which is a bit disappointing, but that opened the race right up and the Chris Lee's trained and the Kura proved too strong. I will say she got a 10 out of 10 ride from Damien Oliver uh, from from Gate 1. She's run a 59.5, which is it's a touch below what we usually expect to see in the Queensland Oaks, but uh, we've, yeah, this race has produced some great horses we've seen. Gypsy Goddess and Jue and Winks win it over the years. So she's she's done really well. She looks a really big, strong sort of filly um, who's going to have a you know a lot more to offer when she feels out and matures. So I um yeah it's you know it's actually been a pretty good race the Queensland Oaks. We've seen you know horses come through as I said Winks and, and Ethereal ran really well and they went on to to win the Cup double after after uh, winning the Oaks. So um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what she can do. She hasn't raided through the roof here, but uh she's got plenty of improvement, uh, being in you know, her first press and, and still very lightly race. So we'll see how she um progresses in the spring. Rio was very good, given a great ride as well by Martin Harley, absolutely century ride, but just found one better. And I thought the Australasian Oaks you winner know, was, was worth um mentioning. Um a fair a severe, I think it's pronounced I um, um, I know the horse you're referring to. Yeah, yeah. She, um, can't they just call these horses, you know? Just just simple names for us simple people. Um, She put up a huge performance around six. She was three wide, no cover out the back and, and was the extreme widest on the turn and still managed to run home really well into six. So. I reckon if she draws barrier one like the winner did, um, she nearly could have won the race. But um, yeah, I wouldn't be taking anything away from the winner. As I said, she's she's lightly raced and and got a stack of improvement in her. So yeah, it'd be very interesting to see how these fillies um, come out in the spring. Um, yeah, the race hasn't rated through the roof, but I think there's a little bit of meat on the bone with a couple of them that could that could progress and and definitely develop into you know some nice mature mares in the spring.
0: OK, that's a look at our review. Yeah, always good to follow those horses moving forward. And it will be interesting to see what this the class of the Oaks 2023, what they can do into the future. All right, let's have a look at our preview. Let's have a look at three of the big ones this weekend. We're going to centre around uh the Q22, the, the JJ Atkins and the Stradbroke. So they are six, seven and eight. So we'll start in the six, the Q22. What can you tell us about this? Yeah, this is a beauty of a race. Um, and
1: I reckon the most interesting runner of the day here is without a fight. And we've, we've found him on top. He was sent around a $12 chance at his Australian debut in the Melbourne Cup last year and just didn't fire a shot. And they, they blame the, the soft ground for that. So put a line through that and he's, he's had plenty of issues sort of passing vet checks and everything since, but he returned in the Lord Mayor's Cup. a fortnight. My goal Eagle Farmer was just outstanding. Got back and looked to be under a little bit of pressure, you know, rounding a home turn. But when he um, he saw some daylight through the field and, and went through his gears, he was impressive. He, he went past them like they were stuck to the fence. So he ran at 62.5 there. And he'd expect, you know, being first up, he's going to have a stack of improvement to come second up. So if he can improve, you know, just a, a little bit on that 62.5 rating, I think he wins this race. And to be honest, I think he can announce himself as, as, you know, a, a wait for age star in the spring. We've sort of, we've lost a couple, um, in the wait for age, uh, middle distance ranks. So he is a really, you know, the void to be filled there and, and he could be the one this horse. I, I really like him. I thought Numerian was brave in the Duman Cup. I went second to Hueto. He just had to do a lot of work to settle up on the speed and, and fought on really bravely to only go down narrowly. I think this race sets up a lot better for him. It doesn't look to be as much pressure in the race. So he can, he's drawn in inside, uh, an inside gag at too. So he can just bounce straight on the speed here. And I think he can give a great sight. And Hueto is probably the only other winning chance in the race for mine. He chased Tom in the holdout two starts back and then went on to beat uh, New Mary in the Dumban Cup last start. So I think the market, you know, has it pretty spot on here with the, the top three in the betting being the the only real winning chances, um, but I just think there's more to come with this without a fight. He, he looks a really, really promising horse, and as I said earlier, a horse that I think could, you know, we could be seeing in Cox Plates and and Queen Elizabeths and stuff down the track. So happy to stick with him and, and trust what he did first up um, will be good enough to, to win this.
0: And that's number three. So without a fight in the Q22, let's have a look at race seven. The Ladbrokes JJ Atkins. It's a at Group One level. It's over the mile. Very interested to hear you reported this. Of course we spoke a couple of weeks ago in the review about the um, the size and sort of how it rated. Um and then we had a couple of other horses that ran across on well, Sydney or well, Tannhaus of being one of those and the and the figures that it produced. Well we blend it all together now and we, we arrive on grand final day for the JJ Atkins.
1: Yeah, well yeah, as you said we spoke about it a couple of weeks ago with the size, you know, rating poorly um, you know, on, on what it usually does and then with Townhouse running at, at Ramwick and, and running a superior figure, um, yeah, I know there there were plenty of good runs in that size, and you did a couple of hard luck stories, and even the winner Friday missed the start and you know did well to recover. But I'm I'm happy to back the ratings here and, and look towards a couple of different form items, uh, form lines. I'm I'm going to stick with Townhouse. That win at Ramwick is just was enormous. It got back, and and the leader, it's not like the leader stopped. The leader kicked on, and and you know ran second. So he's come from last swept down the outside and, and run some outstanding um, final sectionals to get the win there. I, I yeah, As you mentioned, his, his win there, Ramwick uh, rated about a length and a half superior to Sepharato's size produce win. So, um, yeah, happy to trust that that the form um, out of the size is, is a little bit off and, and we can look for different angles. And then when you marry him that he's, he's drawn uh, barrier six and, and got uh, James McDonald in the saddle to do the steering, it's, he becomes a nice um nice betting proposition. So we've got him rated four dollars twenty there. Um and I can see he's about six dollars or six fifty around with the corporates at the moment. So happy to step in and have a bet uh at around that quote. We've got his stablemate um congregation as as his name, Danger. He's on the quick backup after winning at Rose Hill last Sunday, but he produced a really good figure there and he's a horse that's gonna relish sixteen hundred meters. It just looks like sixteen hundred meters plus is going to be his go. The query with him is it may have just all come a little bit too soon for him. Uh, he only started racing, you know. I think he was at Canterbury about a month ago. So he's come a long way in a short time, but whatever happens on Saturday, I'm convinced he's a horse with a massive future. Uh, so I'd be keeping him safe here in your, in your exotic bed. The only horse I could probably take out of the size and, and entertain here is is make a call, just because we didn't really get to see, you know, we don't know with him. Uh, he, he could have, just, you know, Bring it through that gap on the fence and and one by a length, and we could have gone on oh, just what have we got here, but we you know we just don't know, so I think gate thirteen here one thing is he's not going to have any issue getting you know bailed up on the fence, I don't think he he should be sitting you know a three wide with a bit of cover out the back, and I'd be expecting him to run on very strongly late, so yeah, he's the one out of the the size that i you know that I could make a a little case for, but I'm pretty happy to take that size form on here and, and play uh, Townhouser, As I mentioned, we've got him, um, uh, price at about 4 dollars thirty, four dollars 20 So see a bit of value there in the $6 that's um, currently on offer around with the corporate bookmakers.
0: Alright, so Townhouser is the one in the JJ Atkins, the big one of the day, the Star Stradbroke Handicap, 1400 metres. It's a group one. It is worth $3 million. Good field assembled again here. Most of the attention does centre around the favourite, and it is a horse that uh, that you did point out to us a few weeks ago when it won the Kingsford Smith. Of course, I uh, refer to the horse in the Joe Pride stable. Think about it. It'll start the favourite and looks to continue that picket fence. What do the ratings tell us? Is think about it the one that falls on top yet again?
1: Yeah, it does, and, and pretty clearly it's we've spoken about in the past how you get those horses who either win a group one at rate for age or, or um run really well in it. And then they drop back to um a handicap and it's just, it just sends the, you know, it sends the numbers through the roof. So he's a great horse. Think about it. He, he's a star. I noticed he's picked up a spot in the Everest as well, um, either last week or the week before. So yeah, he, I'm convinced he's a star and it's, yeah, he's hard to beat it drops five kilos back to handicap conditions he's drawn well in gate in gate eight and he's, he's a versatile horse he can if he jumps well he can settle you know fifth one off the fence or you know you can even ride him that bit more quiet if there's a lot of speed on worse than midfield and he'll he'll run just as well for you so he's very hard to go past I will say it's I think like this Stradbroke had the potential to be you know one of the the better Stradbrokes we've seen but we've just if we had been able to get sort of your yellow brick or um Antina who's missed out or um horse I didn't mind was Cinewan, who hasn't made the field, and Opal Ridge as well. So it's a little a touch disappointing that a couple of those, you know, those well fancied horses um are emergencies and aren't gonna make the field and that sort of left a race you know, fall in um in think about his lap here. So yeah, we're pretty keen. We've we've got him rated right about a two dollar eighty chance, so that's not too far off we can currently get around the three dollar mark. So but he's the he's the win bet for sure for us. Converge chased him home in the Kingsford Smith and arguably should have finished a touch closer. He just got held up for a couple of strides and, and ran home really well after that and picked himself up. He's he's set up to run really well here. I know that um Stable said that he was gonna take a lot of improvement out of his first up run in the Kingsford Smith and, and be right on track for a for a Stradbroke. But the trouble is the wide gate, he's just gonna need that touch of luck. Um I think he comes into gate thirteen after the emergencies come out. So I mean if he can find a back three wide, you know, worth the midfield or even, you know, well at the back, I think he's he's got the turn of foot to, to come wide and, and really dash at them and make a race off it. But you just think think about it. it's probably gonna be a few pairs in front of him in the run, has the weight swing on him and yeah, I don't think think about as the sort of horse he's gonna go backwards, he's on an upward spiral. So yeah, if, if there's a danger to think about it it's probably converged, but I'm I'm pretty pretty confident that think about it gets the job done. The one horse that I don't mind for the exotics is Cardinal Jen, He ran a, a big race from a wide gate in the BRC sprinter three weeks ago. He just he got caught off the track the whole way, but if you look at his last hundred metres, he was going through the line as strongly as anything. He drops four kilos in addition. Importantly, um, this week he's drawn barrier six, so he's going to get a nice smother just behind the speed or, or midfield. And um yeah, with a touch of luck in the straight, I, I think he's probably the overs in the race around the fifteen dollar mark. So he's probably one to keep safe. But yeah, pretty keen that think about it continues the um the picket fence and, and continues on his winning way. So and I think three dollars, as I mentioned, is probably a fair enough price, and I mean, you don't really want to dive in the shorties in Stradbrokes, but we've got him um, rather a touch shorter than, than the $3 you can currently get. So he'll be the win bet, think about it. But i also have a little tiny each-way save on uh, Cardinal Gem at the good odd, I just think um, he's set up to run really well in this race. And uh, Graham Begg, I noticed during the week, he said he's, it's a race that he's run a heap of placings in and hasn't had much luck in. So maybe that might turn around for him on Saturday.
0: All right, so think about it, the clear on top, and So said we can have a save there on Cardinal Gems. All right, what's the best bet of the day? Really like uh, without a fight
1: in the Q22. I know there's those two other good chances in it, in uh, Numerian and Hueta, but I think this horse has you know a bit of X factor about him and and can go on and do some pretty, pretty
0: special things in the spring. So
1: happy to take the $3 about him uh, without a
0: fight, and he can be our banker for the weekend all right we'll make him the best now dynamic form you can log on to the website dynamicform.com.au you can have a look at it and see what it's all about it's every runner every meeting across australia new zealand hong kong singapore and other international jurisdictions you can you can basically um, customize it to suit you so people can jump on board have a look now and see what it's all about
1: yeah absolutely we're still running that seven-day free trial for both um the package dynamic form and dynamic odds so you've got your Your form database there where, as you said, you can, you can filter it and set it up the way you like it with your horse notes and, you know, interactive speed maps. And, and then of course you've got your ratings there, which, um, yeah, which I like to use a lot of the time. And then, um, yeah, your wagering platform there in in dynamic odds. So you don't have to be flipping around through different bookmakers. You can make sure you get the best price
0: on your runner. So
1: yeah, hard to beat the old, um, package and, and hopefully the set for a big day's racing on Saturday to, to, to utilize it.
0: Yeah, absolutely, looking forward to it. You can learn why Dynamic Form is the form you've been waiting for. Log on to the website, dynamicform.com.au. Jack, as always, thanks for joining us, and hopefully we will provide the punters with a bit of intel to find a few winners.
1: Yeah, let's hope so, and enjoy Stradbrook's day. It's, uh, it's going to be a cracker. <laughs>
0: Dynamic Form, Australia's most in-depth form guide powered by Dynamic Odds. Every runner, every meeting. Across Australia, New Zealand, Hong Kong, Singapore and other international jurisdictions. Personalise the form to suit you. Predictive rating for every runner. A comprehensive horse search database. Speed maps. Black books. So you never miss a future winner. Dynamic Form and Dynamic Odds, the best combination in racing. Log on to www.dynamicform.com.au for a free meeting today.